Live from ClickOrlando.com, this is News 6 at 5.30. This is a News 6 Plus takeover. Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's 4th Estate. Hi there, welcome to another fabulous edition of Florida's 4th Estate. You know, sometimes we get to cover topics on this show before mm-hmm. we get to our main interview that you just don't expect in the state of Florida. How about an art controversy fakes getting into a real museum this is wild i'm matt austin and i'm ginger gads and this story really piqued our curiosity because it happened right here in our own backyard at the orlando museum of art we're talking about jean michel basquiat and if you know anything about art you know that his work is incredible impeccable he actually uh, had a piece of artwork that sold for one of the highest at auction 110 and a half million dollars he was 27 years old when he died i think that was in 1988 right and so he Ever since his death, his work has just become, has blown up, right? So the Orlando Museum of Art had an exhibit and they uh, build it as never before seen artwork. Someone found it mysteriously in a storage facility, right? It already starts to not smell right if you know about artwork. And so they had 25 pieces for his, I think it was called Monsters and Heroes exhibit. It was a huge, huge show. And from the very beginning, Matt, people started questioning the authenticity of this guy's work because it's such valuable work. So how in the world did 25 pieces go unrecognized for so many years? Well, it turns out it didn't. And just this week, an auctioneer from Hollywood, from California, admitted that he helped someone else fake (laughs) some of this artwork, about 25 to 30 pieces, which coincidentally is how many pieces they had in that particular show. So it came as no surprise to the people in the know, but this thing had a ripple effect. The guy who was the museum of art director at uh, the museum, uh, he, I don't think he resigned, but he was pulled from that position because as you know, that is a high profile position. You cannot make that kind of mistake with that kind of work. It was a, a scandal beyond scandal. And so now we're finally getting to the bottom of it. Yeah, it's and I want to give some credit to the Orlando Sentinel who has really been working on this oh thing gosh. for a long time. They've done some great work on a story that is wild. And some of the people who are the higher ups at this museum for a long time were saying, no, this artwork is legit. And for those people, if they're still in the business, I happen to find in my Florida basement an original. This was I think this was done by Da Vinci. Right that is self. That's <laughs> a self portrait. It's a self portrait of uh, that okay. he did. Is, is he missing an ear? <laughs> that's a different guy, but he might be. That, I think that, that was just a little extra. I think we talking Van Gogh. Maybe it's a self portrait yeah. of a Van Gogh. I don't know, but it's wild because, and it didn't even seem that hard for investigators to figure out what was going on here. So the artwork was purportedly made in 1982. But experts have pointed out that the cardboard used in at least one of the pieces had FedEx typeface in it. That wasn't used until 1994. That was six years after Basquiat died. And in addition, the guy who owned the storage facility, he he had died by now, but he says, I didn't have Basquiat's in there. Are you crazy? I think you'd know. You would know. Yeah. It's like, I just got some, uh, you know, 
Picasso sitting around in this storage facility. I'll get it out one day and put it on display or maybe just donate it to a museum or loan it to a museum. It's insane. But for people who are art lovers and they flocked to see it, they were so upset and rightfully so to find out that this was just a big fake. Let's move on to a more Florida style story. Okay, we had warned you about this in the past, like other media, the impending doom coming from the sargassum, the seaweed, maybe the biggest collection of sargassum ever out in the Atlantic Ocean. Basically, it kind of gets brought in by the Gulf Stream. Maybe some of it grows in the Gulf and it flows just right up into the Florida coast. And this stuff is already starting to pile up. Space Coast specifically has tons of this stuff getting everywhere and it starts to get stinky. But this is only the beginning. Some UF scientists are studying this and they predicted the peak month of June or July is when it's really going to get and the stuff that's already here is going to start smelling real great, by the way. And uh, yeah. people are tempted to burn it, but it basically coats the entire beach if you're out there. It's, I love sand on my feet. I hate mm. seaweed on my feet. And when it, and then you get in the water and it's just washing up against you. It's, it's the worst, Ginger. It feels nasty. It's like sand, sun, and sargasm. That's why we come to the beach, right? so great uh it's so awful and it's only going to get worse you know we've been pretty warm for the winter here in florida but you know the height of when this thing is going to arrive is when we are hot 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 and if you know uh anything about florida beaches or florida heat when something is stinky and it's also hot that combo is not delightful even if you are in the great outdoors and people plan you know a year long to come here they spend a lot of good money and so you come and this has ruined your time here and it's we're sorry we're sorry it's not our fault that's all it's It's not uh, our fault but they say maybe climate change is causing it who knows but uh warmer temperatures in the water causing this stuff to really definitely just grow out of control all right here's a very florida story for you we got a florida man so apparently a target (laughs) employee noticed a guy stealing an electric scooter This is like a $540 electric scooter. He makes it out of the Target, but by the time the police get there, they find a man outside of this Target store. This is in Flagler County. He's putting together the scooter. So his getaway car was the scooter he stole inside the Target And it turned out maybe that wasn't the best idea. So he actually had gotten out. And if he had just jumped in a car and taken off, he probably, I'm not trying to give anybody any ideas. They would have had video of him. They knew what was going on. But he leaves the store and he gets out his, you know, he's piecing it together. And the body cam footage of him they released was of the officers just walking up. And here's the guy putting together his stolen scooter. And you hate to laugh at a guy like that. But I mean, what are you thinking? Clearly, you're you're not that. It didn't, it didn't end well. Let's just say that. No. Okay. Uh, something else that we love. We love dogs here on the podcast, don't we? I, I have two beautiful dogs. You've got a brother. <laughs> I do have a brother dog. A sheep. I have a real brother. And then I have a brother that I see more at my parents' house. A sheep doodle call him your brother and yes. always laugh. <laughs> I mean, there's, my, there's my little brother whenever I see him. <laughs> but he's a big boy, right? But we're yeah. talking about perhaps the tiniest dog you have ever seen. This dog's name is Pearl. And Pearl has been named the world's shortest dog 
by the Guinness Book of World Records. It is official. And Pearl is from Orlando. Pearl is a chihuahua the size of a dollar bill. This thing is adorbs. When you see her little face and they actually hold up a dollar bill next to her and then there's a remote they're holding next to Pearl. Oh, that remote towers like, <laughs> over this dog. And the picture that I saw of Pearl, Pearl had on this lovely piece of jewelry. It wasn't a Pearl necklace, but it it looked like uh, some diamonds. <laughs> Maybe okay. diamonds and pearls. Yeah, I don't know. Pearl is owned by a lawyer and property manager in Orlando, Florida. So this is this is a local dog. Tiniest, shortest. I, I want to say tiniest I dog. Like, shortest. Like we say shortest. <laughs> like they walk on their hind legs. From, I um, think it, they measure from like foot to shoulder. And I think the dog's about this much. And what is it? So uh, tall, just nine <laughs> centimeters, three and a half inches tall. That makes that it the shortest. Ridiculous. It measures in at five inches from nose to tail. Yeah, that's, just, that's nothing. I'm, you're going to step on Pearl and that's going to be the end of Pearl because you're not going to see her. I mean, you just That's a real around. dark you, way to end this segment. No, no. I'm saying you just don't put Pearl on a leash and take her for a walk. I mean, You wouldn't even see her. It'd be like one of those no. little invisible dogs. She'd blow no, away. She'd blow away. But we so, love yeah. Pearl. We do. We love Pearl. Pearl. And we have a fantastic guest for you this week. We want to introduce you to a woman who had the craziest experience. She took some headshots because she wanted to be an actress. Next thing you know, her picture that she doesn't own is everywhere. We're talking all over the world on billboards, on romance novels. Stick with us. We're going to tell you a crazy story after the break. Welcome back to Florida's Fourth Estate. I want you to just envision somebody gives you a call and they say, hey, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're on the cover of a romance novel. Our, <laughs> well, our, guest, our guest today is pretty much famous. She's been on the cover of a romance novel. She's been on ads. She's been on billboards. billboards. She's been on the front of a newspaper and nobody ever asked her about it. She's just <laughs> famous but didn't really mean to be. It is a fascinating story that we're excited to bring you today, Ginger. Yeah, and if you don't know her name, you will after this podcast. Her name is Christian Demerit, and we are so delighted. She has decided to join us from sunny. Are you in L.A.? I'm in Los Angeles here. Yes, you're mm -hmm. joining us from sunny L.A., but you're mm -hmm. a Miami girl. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your story has taken us for quite a ride because we're like, that can't be right. How is that possible? Can you unpack a little bit of what happened? Because this happened many, many, many years ago. You are an actress. So when you graduated from college, you needed some headshots. And like any college student, you have a budget. Discuss. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you, uh, that's the, yeah. I started off, um, I was a theater major at FAMU, Florida A&M University in Tallahassee. And I graduated in 2010. And that same year, I wanted to get some new headshots so I can you know, get out there, audition. Um, what I did was I was a part of a group on Facebook that was um, South Florida Black Actors. And someone recommended a headshot photographer in that group, but you know, as people do. And they said he had a discount. You know, it's a pretty good service. It, the quality of work is good. So I hit them up. Uh, they gave me his information and I contacted him emailed him. He was very thorough. We exchanged information. One, one thing I realized now that I've gone back and looked for 
uh, the emails and the contract is I realized in the emails, he said, um, by the way, when you come here, you're going to have to sign a model release form. He said that in the email it's written down. I found it in, from 2010 and I just replied, okay, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Can yeah. I get the discount? That's what I'm focused on. Because a hundred bucks for headshots is a good deal. Let's just really, say that really. right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had three different tops too. Like if you know anything about how headshots are, especially nowadays, but even back then, it was a lot more than $100. So I thought this was a great deal. We were on Bayside. It was a really good background. It's good stuff. Obviously, it's good stuff because you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we were done. We shook hands. I never saw him again. That was it. Yeah, yeah. But you signed it. You signed. You said, you said this is fine. This mm-hmm. is fine. And I love that you are fully, uh, you're owning everything that happened because you said you did not really you read kind of the fine print but you didn't really understand what that meant fully and what it means fully is that now your picture is out there for all the world to see he's still profiting on it and how much money have you made (laughs) she lost she lost 100 bucks Um, well if i if i round off carry the one it's like uh, about zero (laughs) dollars Yeah, it's about zero. About zero. So, okay. So when did first, when did things first start to occur to you that, okay, uh, what's happening here? When was the first time you realized, wait, that picture of me is being used to make somebody else money right now? So I took these pictures in 2010, um, December, 2010, actually. Um, the first time that I remember, and this was a while ago, so I don't exactly know the dates, but the first time I remember someone sending me my own picture to me was um, 2000, had to be 14, I, I'm assuming. It might have been later than that, but like 2014. So this is years later. And so she sent me a screenshot via Facebook of me, my face, photoshopped onto the Mona Lisa. And it was for the... <laughs> Yeah, it was for the Sacramento News and Review. That was the name of the, it was like a newspaper magazine. And um, I was on the cover of it and the headline said, uh, is Sacramento's art scene too white? So it had me on the Mona Lisa, perfectly Photoshopped. And what's funny is in this particular shot, I have this little smirk that I do. And it, it, I, I see why they chose it for the Mona Lisa because she's famous for that smirk. But yeah. I'm sure they Googled black woman smirk and that's oh okay my. you know what i mean so that, that was the first time i've ever seen it i was I, flabbergasted is not even the right word i didn't understand i did not understand what i was saying like what is okay this? yeah it said and then it didn't stop there because didn't someone see you on a billboard wasn't it in another country yeah so this is what this is what's happening now that i've posted this people from the comments are telling me that they see me all the time in other countries. <laughs> so they're literally like, oh yeah, I saw you when I was on my morning commute here in London. I, I saw you when I was in the islands. Or they'll say, I've definitely seen that picture before. Or they use that picture in my training manual. Like this type of thing. <laughs> wow. Cow. So you ended up basically, like in the news business, we have what are called stock photos. So these are photos or videos that they're, the licenses are kind of open and we can use them for sort of whatever we want. Is that what happened to you? You wound up that's, in a stock exactly photo gallery? I pro- you know what? I've probably been in one of your news stories. That's exactly what it is. Well, you're We're definitely in back. one today, my friend. <laughs> At least it was upon my own volition. I didn't right. have to. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So, has there been one where you say to yourself, man, I wish they hadn't used me for that? 
Come on. Come on. What's the most embarrassing? What's the worst? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get. Yeah. Okay. So the way that I process, this is, I'm going to make this short. The way that I process this whole thing is by not making it personal. So I'm not actually embarrassed by any of this stuff, believe it or not, even though most people are like, I cannot believe this. I would just, I don't know what I would do. I, I don't, I don't make it personal because if I did, then my overthinking would take over and I don't want to do yeah. that. So um, I'm not embarrassed by anything, but the one that most people think I should be embarrassed by is the um, romantic erotica novel that I'm on the cover of. Um, is that the one that capitalizes the word big? Uh, that's the one. So you've seen it. That's the one. I saw that's the one it that I was doing the research. For. I'm like, really? Why would they do that? But it was like this thing. And when I read the synopsis, it's like almost like a fetish type thing. There's a certain kind of guy who likes a certain type of girl like you. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, really? What? Of all the stock photos in the world, mm -hmm. why do you think they chose yours? I mean, you're so, clearly, you have a look. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I found out that this was a part of a series of novels in a very specific category of novels. So um, I don't know if you want me to say the name. I don't, I mean, I, I said it on say my TikTok. It. Okay, so it's called, his, the title of the book is His Big Childhood Sweetheart, right? And um, it's, a, it's me horribly Photoshopped next to some white muscular dude with no shirt on. And it's very specific under the black women, white men category of fetishist books. Like it's very, it's very niche. It's very specific. And there's, this is probably the 11th of, I think it's the 11th or 10th of maybe 20 different books. So this is a series of novels. I'm the, this is the only one I'm in that I know of, but on every single book, there's another woman, black woman, plus size black woman, photoshopped with a different white millionaire or billionaire in the story he's supposed to be a millionaire or billionaire my okay, story so I, but I read that sales of this book went up when your story yeah. was revealed yeah because I wasn't thinking about that when I did the viral tick well I didn't know it was going to go viral first of all I was just like <laughs> I've been on TikTok for a while so I just put up a little 15 second clip of you know that time when I didn't read the uh headshot agreement and I ended up on the top of on the front of a sex novel and um, because of that <laughs> I'm clicking on that TikTok I gotta say <laughs> right and, but yeah the sales went up that's that was the answer to you <laughs> wow many moons ago I got talked into doing a modeling session where somebody did some uh, pictures oh of me and I can only imagine like showing up on a billboard for erectile dysfunction or like some, <laughs> you know wow, like, chlamydia TV. ad like, well, you know, like we'll <laughs> fix your STD and here's they totally could have done that to me as well so I, I want to say if Idris Elba is watching this or if Denzel Washington is watching oh this, he's definitely you're, watching you're available for work and I feel like they should just <laughs> extend a hand or something you know and I want you to Right at this moment, I want you to feel like you have the power right now that you didn't have when you were in college. I'm going to ask your permission to use you in our podcast <laughs> on air, online, on YouTube, perhaps TikTok, in perpetuity. Instagram. In perpetuity, do you, okay. Do, do you sign off on that? I will virtually sign off on that if you let me say that I also have a GoFundMe actually specifically because of this because I'm making a thesis film to graduate and I have to fully fund it. It's attached to my TikToks and everything if you if anybody wants to check it out. But yeah. Say I it out loud. Up. Say it out loud. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And thank you for watching Florida's Fourth Estate. You can download it from wherever you listen to podcasts or watch anytime on News 6 Plus.